The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the new and improved Hysteria 51. That's right now. 99% fact free, John. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're very similar to Miller Lite in the late 80s. We're truly less filling and hopefully we taste great. Gross. In case you're new to the show, Hysteria 51 is a weekly oddcast where we talk conspiracy theories, mystery, and the unexplained, the paranormal, and the supernatural, all viewed through my skeptical yet rational eyes. <laughs> my name is John Goforth, by the way. They are also viewed through the tinfoil-hatted cranium of my co-captain on this journey to nowhere, Mr. Brent Hand. Eh, you say potato, I say reptilian egg, John. No. Broadcasting, <laughs> broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we are joined, as always, by the third rail of this train wreck, Conspiracy Bot. Seabot is a robot that Brent whipped up in his lab with old car and computer parts and a lack of forward thinking. <laughs> he also chooses the show topics each week, which really is likely a mistake. But let's be honest about that. With that duty, he's also our head researcher. Using mostly a 56K baud dial-up modem connected to the Department of Defense's ENIAC computer. You know, ENIAC, the one from the 40s? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Not, not to be confused with the Whopper. The Whopper. <laughs> Shall we play a game? <laughs> so needless to say, John, research on this show is top-notch, as our listeners have well grown to know over the years and years that we've been putting this out. You did Hysteria 51 research on that number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an understatement. So, Seabot, what is our topic this week? Plugged in and powered up, it's the Cranky Conspiracy Bot with tonight's topic. You're all idiots. Printing the outline now. Gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, this week we're going with black-eyed children. <laughs> what made you pick that? So I could tell this joke. Oh god, here we go. What do you tell a kid with two black eyes? I'm sure we all probably already know this joke, but go ahead. What? Nothing. They've already been told twice. When hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Nothing like a good old-fashioned child abuse joke to kick off the show. <laughs> well, better, better than the pedophilia you guys always hit work on. <laughs> That's, That's very true. Not uh, to John, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Directing your hate at me this afternoon. Thanks, Conspiracy Bot. As you all know, we're often joined by guests, and this week is no different. They help us elucidate the unexplained. Let's meet them. Now, more clueless nonsense with our special guest. Yeah. Guys, are you ready to help us elucidate? <laughs> Sorry. I like that word. Do you I guys get paid to use smart words or what? Uh, this week we're joined by two outstanding contributors. Our first is our resident genius and sometimes fill-in host, Mr. Joseph Peck. Pecker! 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 <sighs> His name is Pecker. The other is a virgin to Hysteria Nation, but he's our new resident Italian, also 
grew up in a haunted house. Mr. Philip Savaggio. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Seriously? Like, I thought we were going to the comic book convention. Yeah, man. What's was, going on right now? I was promised five minutes with Stan the Man Lee. <laughs> I bet you wanted five minutes with Stan Lee. Uh, see, I'll take all the minutes I can get with that man. It does the podcast with a grin or else it gets the hose again. Sorry, he's been watching Silence of the Lambs on fucking repeat all week. So I'd probably listen to him. He can get a little bit out of hand. Dude, why... Why are his eyes turning red like Johnny Five from the beginning of the movie where he blows up a tank with his laser beams? That shit's my jam. <laughs> Fine. I guess. Whatever. Here I we just, are. Where, where's your booze at? <laughs> with glowing acceptance no, it's there. Well, thanks for taking the time, guys. All right, Brent, it looks like Conspiracy Bot handed you the outline. What's on deck for the show? All right, well, as Seabot mentioned earlier, we are talking black-eyed children. First, we'll give the listeners at home a quick elevator pitch on what black-eyed children are. We'll then hit you with history and mystery behind the odd beings. And after that, a quick body break for Seabot. Doesn't that sound fun? He means himself. <laughs> then we'll take a deeper dive into their potential origins and what they might actually be. Finally, we'll finish up with the show with our theories, or should I say, my true statement on these guys' guesses. I think that illuminates the best. You're an idiot. So, you know who we are, what we're talking about, and how we lured guests onto the show. And I'm not talking cocaine and promises of acting work. <laughs> Time to get to it. John, here's with the Reader's Digest this week on these little bastards. Black-eyed children are mysterious creatures who supposedly resemble kids between the ages of 6 and 16. They appear only at night at unsuspecting people's homes or cars. They typically ask in monotone and sometimes even breathless voices to use the bathroom, make a phone call, get a ride home, or grab something to eat. Theories about black-eyed children variously claim them to be vampires, extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings, or some form of demon. Tales of black-eyed children are relatively new, having first appeared in pop culture in the late 90s thanks to Texas reporter Brian Bethel, though it could actually go back much, much further. If I show up at your house at any time, chances are I'm breathless because I'm fat. <laughs> so unless my car's there, like, and if I am been walking, my eyes are probably glassed over and, and you know, because of lack of oxygen. What I'm getting at is, let me in. I won't eat you. And I mean, I might because, again, I'm fat, but it's not going to be because of me. Well, and they say that people get this overwhelming feeling of dread <laughs> when they go answer the door. I get that whenever the doorbell rings nowadays. You sound like, like my wife when we were writing our, our nuptials. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I just sit at home watching TV. Holy shit, what the fuck is somebody here for? Well, I just get that that feeling, you know, in general when I'm around children. <laughs> like uneasy, queasy feeling. Oh, yeah. That feeling is mutual when they are around you as well. Fucking shaking in a fucking Phil is in a corner sweating. <laughs> All I know is everything Brent just said sounds like a pitch by him to let him into my house. And this is why <laughs> I only will record this show at his house. Hey, what's going on, dude? Yeah. Hey, uh, can I come in? <laughs> I, I, what do you mean? Yeah, no, you just invite me in. <laughs> but whatever, dude. No, but you got to say it. Say it! Say it! Like, like, say the say words. Say the words. Say it. You can come in. Whatever, dude. You're being weird. See you later. God damn it! <laughs> the only unrealistic part about the scenario you just outlined is me saying you're being weird. Because that's assumed, dude. That's assumed. <laughs> Assumption makes the ass out of you and Unction. We all know that. We all know that. 
All right, so let's get into the history and the mystery of these little bastards, which anytime we're working with children, it's going to be a mystery to me. I don't... Oh, I thought you meant little that you're going to call them little bastards. That's twice now. We're not five minutes into the show. Black-eyed oh. children, little bastards. Like it's good thing I didn't name them. Just what? for the <laughs> listeners at home, when you say little bastards, you mean apostrophe yeah. lil little bastards. Little right? bastards. It, yeah. It's a comic strip I've been working on. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's about a. It's about a scrappy gang of of orphans called the little bastards. It was. It was the. It was the less well regarded cousin of my buddy. Yeah, my buddy. <laughs> my buddy. Little bastard. Little bastard. Little bastard. We don't know who your daddy is. Little bastard. <laughs> little bastard and me. <laughs> Right. Oh, I loved that commercial right after the Sweet Pickles commercial. Oh, little Sweet Pickles and kids, sister. <laughs> All right, history and mystery of these these rapscallions. <laughs> so in most reports, <laughs> rapscallions. Switching it up. Are, are you going back to Victorian England no, from last oh, week? Indubitably. I mean, they are ne'er-do-wells, so. <laughs> <laughs> My mutton chops are coming in nicely. So in most reports, these little guys come in small groups of kids one to three at most. Sometimes there's one, and then miraculously you turn your back, and there's a couple more there. All with black eyes, they approach adults who are alone in a car or at a house. And let's be clear. When we say black eyes, although Conspiracy Bot made the joke before, we are talking about eyes that the... Like it's all pupil. The pupil, the iris, the strata, all of it is black. The strata. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, what could I say? That Wait, the mid-90s Dodge car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they drive an all-black strata? Did you guys see that murdered-out strata? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that what you had in the 90s, yeah, Brent? Exactly. With a With a spoiler? <laughs> we actually had a buddy who had one. It was a... It was a Forest green, but it's a stratus, not a strata. Ah, yeah. dang it. Oh, it all falls man. apart, as usual. Well, you're not allowed back on the show, Joe. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so usually, these there's the boys, like we said, they're between age... Now, boys, sometimes girls, they're between the ages of 6 and 16, and they either ask for a ride home, or to be let into your house to use the bathroom, or their parents need to be contacted so they need to use your phone. They always say, the people that have met these people, the adults feel a sense of overwhelming fear, as John alluded to, before realizing that there's something drastically wrong with their eyes. Which, wouldn't that almost mean like, oh, is there something really wrong with you? Come on in! Oh, honey, come here! (laughs) So many, many others state that, like, when they're, they hear the doorbell ring and they're watching, I like to think these people are watching Jeopardy! (laughs) <laughs> they get up to go to Likely. the door and like the TV starts having interference or if the radio's on in their car it starts like skipping channels electronics don't work around these little pricks that's kind of the description of them where does this come from well the modern day origin of the black eyed kids the legend if you will is a 1998 ghost related blog by Brian Bethel and he talked about an encounter with those darn black eyed kids that's his title of it Outside of a movie theater in Abilene, Texas. Shout out to Scott Goldsby, our buddy who lives in Abilene, Texas. We should have went in to him with a man on the street for this. Just had him walk around. What are you looking for? Children. <laughs> <laughs> you know any? 
Right. Does anyone know all that much about him, by the way? Like, is he a racist? Did he write a blog about those darn black kids? And are, then are I'm go back Bethel and. Or Bethel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go back and, like, slide the eyed in yeah. after a drunken rant? <laughs> <laughs> and they were black eyed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just the eyed. Those darn. <laughs> just slip that. What's the. I tell you. It's like I hate those black eyed kids. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's like on like The Simpsons. Kids? Like, yes. It's like you're gonna have a lot of fun with Mister Black. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, one of the when, whenever you read about Brian Bethel in, in a lot of different places, it says journalist Brian Bethel. Yeah, I think that's kind of churching it up. Mm. He, he he wrote. Uh, he tried to get gigs writing for like Fate magazine. Now, I realize that all three of our listeners have subscriptions to that, but it's it's not like he was a New York Times editor and happened to yeah. be in Abilene, Texas and saw Black Eyed Kids. Yeah. I mean, he's he's writing blog posts about this stuff, yeah. and, that, and, yeah. and these are his stories, mm-hmm. quote unquote. So he said he was outside a movie theater, as I had mentioned, and then he also mentioned someone who he didn't actually discuss the topic with had reported a similar encounter in Portland, Oregon, so... He wasn't the first one he's saying. Other people would come with this. John, let's let's break it down. Why don't we go in the Wayback Machine all the way to 1998. I was in college. It was a fun time in my life. A simpler time. <laughs> Read us an excerpt from his blog post, if you will. Jump in mid-progress in the story and just give us the meat. Okay. Nothing's better than jump into a story right in the middle. Right. In fact, don't give us the end. Just the middle. Just the middle. You got it. <laughs> well, for John, nothing's better than the meat. <laughs> I love a good filet. That's on, that that's, is on that's, his that's, that's what he meant, right? <laughs> oh, like he is gay. I get it. It's not funny, but I get it. I was startled to hear a knock on the driver's side window of my car. I looked over and saw two children staring at me from the street. I need to describe them with the one feature, you can guess what it was, that I didn't realize it until about halfway through the conversation. Both appeared to be in that semi-mystical age stage of life where children can look like they're 10 or they can look like they're 14. My initial impression was that they were somewhere in there. Boy number one was the spokesman. Boy number two didn't speak during the entire conversation, at least not in words. Boy number one was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover, hooded shirt with a sort of gray checkered pattern and jeans. I couldn't see his shoes. His skin was olive-colored, and he had curly, medium-length brown hair. He exuded an air of quiet confidence. Boy number two had pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristic seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in a similar manner to his companion, but his pullover was a light green color. His hair was sort of a pale orange. They didn't appear to be related, at least not directly. Oh, great, I thought. They're going to hit me up for some money. And then the air changed. So there I was, filling out a check in my car, which was still running, and in a sudden panic over the appearance of these two little boys, I was confused. But an overwhelming sense of fear and unearthliness rushed in nonetheless. The spokesman smiled, and the sight, for some inexplicable reason, chilled my blood. I could feel fight-or-flight responses kicking in, something I knew instinctually was not right, but I didn't know what it could possibly be. I rolled down the window very, very slightly and asked, Yes? The spokesman smiled again, broader this time. His teeth were very, very white. Hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem, he said. His voice was that of a young man, but his diction, quiet, calm, and... Something I still couldn't put my finger on made my desire to flee even greater. 
You see, my friend and I want to see the films, but we forgot our money. We need to go to our house to get it. Want to help us out? His command of language was incredible, and he showed no signs of fear. He spoke as if my help was a foregone conclusion. When he grinned, it was as if he was trying to say, I know something, and you're not going to like it. But the only way you're going to find out what it is will be to do what I say. Oh, uh, well, I was the best offer I could reply. Now here's where it starts to get strange. The quiet companion looked at the spokesman with a mixture of confusion and guilt on his face. He seemed in some way shocked. Not with the friend's brusque manner, but that I didn't just immediately open the door. He eyed me nervously. The spokesman seemed a bit perturbed, too. I was still registering something wrong with both. Come on, mister, the spokesman said again. Smooth as silk. Car salesman could learn something from this kid. <laughs> now we just want to go to our house, and we're just two little boys. That really scared me. Something in his tone and his diction again set off alarm bells. My mind was frantically trying to process what he was perceiving about the two figures that was quote-unquote wrong. Um, uh, was all I could manage. I felt like digging my fingernails into the steering wheel. What movie are you going to see, I finally asked. Mortal Kombat, of course, the spokesman said. The silent one nodded in affirmation, standing a few paces behind. Oh, I said. I stole a quick glance at the marquee and at the clock in my car. Mortal Kombat had been playing for over an hour. The last showing of the evening. The silent one looked increasingly nervous. I think he saw my glances and suspected that I might be detecting something that was not above board. Come on, mister, let us in. We can't get in your car until you do, you know. The spokesman said soothingly, let us in and, and we'll be gone before you know it. We'll, we'll go to our mother's house. We locked eyes. To my horror, I realized my hand had strayed toward the door lock, which was engaged, and was in the process of opening it. I pulled it away, probably a little too violently. But it did force me to look away from the children. I turned back. Um, I, I, I offered weakly, and then my mind snapped into sharp focus. For the first time, I noticed their eyes. They were coal black. No pupil. No iris. Just two staring orbs reflecting the red and white light of the marquee. At that point, I knew my expression betrayed me. The silent one had a look of horror on his face in a combination of what seemed to indicate A, the impossible had just happened, and B, we've been found out. The spokesman, on the other hand, wore a mask of anger. His eyes glittered brightly in half-light. Come on, mister, he said. We won't hurt you. You have to let us in. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. That last statement scared the living hell out of me, because at that point, he was plainly saying, we don't need a gun. He noticed my hand shooting down toward the gear shift. The spokesman's final words contained an anger that was complete and whole, and yet contained in some respects a tone of panic. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. I ripped the car into reverse. Thank goodness no one was coming up behind me and tore out of the parking lot. I noticed the boys in my peripheral vision and I stole a quick glance back. They were gone. The sidewalk by the theater was deserted. A friend suggested they were vampires, what with the old let us in bit and, and my compelled response to open the door. That and the we'll go see our mother thing. I'm still not sure what they were, but here's an epilogue I find chilling. I talk about Chad a lot. He's my best friend and my ghost hunting companion, an all-around cool guy. He recently moved to Amarillo, but at the time this happened, he was still living in San Angelo of Rampage fame. I called him and talked to him briefly. He had two female friends with him at the time, and both professing to have some type of psychic ability. I started telling him the story, leaving out the part about the black eyes for the kicker. One of the women, uh, we were on speakerphone, stopped me. These children, she said, they have black eyes, right? I mean, all black eyes. Well, or yeah, uh, yeah, I said, I, mean, I was a bit taken aback. Hmm, she said, one night last week I had a dream about children with black eyes. 
They were outside my house, wanting to be let in, and there was something wrong with them. It took me a while to realize it was in their eyes. I hadn't even gotten as far as them wanting to come in yet, in the story. What did you do? I asked. I kept the doors and windows locked, she said. I knew if they came in, they would kill me. She paused. And they would have killed you, too, if you had let them in your car. How about that action, Jackson? Two things about this story. Number one... Never trust a man named Chad. I mean, that just goes down in history. That is the first thing I noticed about this story. Right? Number two, I mean, they're just little kids. Mortal Kombat, you know? Mortal Kombat! You know, Martin Luther King also had a dream about children. <laughs> With little they black weren't. eyed boys and little black eyed girls. <laughs> Come into your house or into your car. <laughs> oh, man. This is one of those things. It was pre... We had internet. Pre what? It but, was only like 10 was, years ago. Well, he was literally there paying his internet bill. It was 21 years ago, actually. 1996. Or 1998. I'm sorry. Well, so that's it was, what I told It was 19 story. years ago. These are strange days so in which we was, live. It was pre-Facebook and shit like that where stuff like this gets shared out of fucking crazy. But this still went fucking viral. Uh, uh, viral's 1998's version. Yeah. Of maybe, it, maybe it went around Friendster. It's right. It's possible. Dude what? was also sitting alone in a parking lot of some kind of fifty movie theater. Was he dropping acid? <laughs> <laughs> or selling ass. I mean, either or. Either or. Either or. I choose option B. If not Friendster, it was certainly going around the AOL Messenger. AOL. Oh, he definitely AIM'd you about uh, it. Yeah, and you or, said LOL. Or Prodigy. I mean, <laughs> yes. it could have been in one of the chat boards on Prodigy. <laughs> so this is when Black Eyed Children Fever. Black Eyed Children Fever! I think we would write a song about that. So There has to already be one, right? Like, I mean, Morbid Angel or some Fist of Adonis has to have done. Fast forward to February 2013, when a two-minute video episode of Weekly Strange featured a look at these strange little beings and was posted to the internet section of the MSN website. Let's actually go to a clip, Seabot. Black-eyed children. First reported in the late 1990s, these children's eyes are devoid of color or light. No pupils, no irises, just black. Eyewitness accounts such as those taken in New Mexico, North Carolina, and Massachusetts all recount similar hair-raising episodes. Weatherly describes them as pale-skinned children between 6 and 16 and wearing drab clothing who approach people quietly and forcefully on the street or in a car. In a monotone and hypnotic voice, they ask people for a phone or water, then ask to be let in, claiming, this won't take long. In every retelling, the eyewitness then flees. According to Weatherly, what seems like a scene from a horror movie is anything but, leaving him and other investigators baffled and intrigued. And now, as similar sightings continue around the world, more and more people are left wondering, who are these children? Demonic beings, crypto-terrestrials, evil spirits, or something far worse? And what is it they want? Regardless of their origin, one thing is certain. They're terrifying people. And around the same time... Now, Brent, weren't you also saying that one of your favorite videos on RedTube was titled Weekly, Weekly Strange? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's not exactly the same, but 
in some ways. Also, exactly isn't your favorite golfer Curtis Strange? <laughs> and she had a theme. And, and my doctor is... Do- oh. <laughs> oh, nailed it. <laughs> Comic-Con. <laughs> so around the same time, a fictional movie came out called The Hunt for Black-Eyed Kids. And here's a taste, if you will, Seabot. Pretty crazy, right? I mean, that's real documented footage of some crazy, scary urban legend called Black-Eyed Kids, or BEKs for short. And I'm also obsessed with it. It's my favorite urban legend, and I'm just, it, yeah, obsessed. Someone has to get to the bottom of this, and that someone is gonna be me. That is awesome acting. Amazing. Academy Award worthy. Why is it, Brent, that every time we do one of these shows, the movies that are based on these topics are fucking awful? Here's how you know a movie's awful. It's free on YouTube. Yeah, it's never a Leonardo DiCaprio vehicle. You know, Black Eyed Kids starring Meredith Baxter Bernie. That's what we're working on. That's, that's, that's actually probably Actually, that'd be an upgrade. Yeah. That, Wait, how much, how much do you guys charge on YouTube to watch the two of you's uh, film from back in the early 90s? Oh, oh. Uh, oh, the team movie? The movie? We should free. start charging for that. <laughs> yeah, how much? I mean, otherwise... You know, let's hope it's not free on YouTube. So we've talked about the urban legend, where it came from in recent times, and all that shit. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're actually going to take a deeper dive into these black-eyed children, so to speak. Ha 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 ha. When we come back with Hysteria 51. Hola, David, me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's they design it for long-term retention, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone. 
dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And welcome back. Hope you had time to hit up the cafeteria, if that's what you needed to do. <laughs> or the commode, either <laughs> one. We live in a commune. Let's go down to the cafeteria. It's your turn to cook. Metal cafeteria plants. <laughs> we where, live in the silo bunker underneath. Chicago. Where do you live? I, I, we don't disclose that on the air, quarter bushel. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not listen to the intro? It's the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. That's right. I don't live in a haunted house like Philip. No. Used to live in a haunted house. The yes, ghosts sir. actually moved because he bothered them. <laughs> you, you know, if you can see a shadow, they can see you. And if you masturbate while staring at it long enough, they will not haunt you. <laughs> true story. True story. So wait, they, they left? Out. No, you try to get out, motherfucker. <laughs> you were so depraved, the ghosts left. They, they could not take it anymore. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. And they were murdered brutally, so they've seen some shit. <laughs> He's like the guy in what was it, a scary movie, with the you know the clown doll who pulls him under the uh, the, the bed. And he's like, "Let's play a game." He's like, "Well, I got a game you can play." <laughs> He's trying to get the away. clown's trying to get out, and his penis wraps around his neck. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, Brent, if they do exist, who? Or what are they? Well, let's talk. Let's talk about their origins and the fucking plethora of questions that I have on these little bastards. So, 
We talked about the there MSN post. Again, that's three for those counting at home. <laughs> we talked about the MSN post. We talked about Bethel. But that's not exactly where this story started. Black-eyed kids can be traced back all the way to ancient China, where accounts of ghostly black-eyed girls were often reported. Angered by wrongful death, this girl would haunt local villages, terrorizing vulnerable passers-by, also being a supernatural cause for many natural disasters in the air. I see dead people. Don't all the little kids in the Japanese horror movies have black eyes? Mm. Is that where it comes uh, from? What is that? What is That's that very one? true. Sarah Michelle Geller, the girl. Yeah. The Grudge. The grudge. Yeah, yeah, the Grudge. Yeah. Mm. Did the girl in the ring have black eyes? I don't know. Can you see her? I don't think you can see her eyes. Isn't the hair hang down? Because that's originally a Japanese movie called Ringu or something. I think the hair hangs down. Like, that's Uh, kind of, that's part of the creepiness. Japan and China aren't the same place. We're talking about China here. Let's get this shit right. In what ways aren't they the same? China had bigger biceps than most men. That's true. Mm, That's a fair point. (laughs) Add... She's passed now. And and to what I to my knowledge, Japan never appeared in Playboy, correct? <laughs> John, why don't you give us an example of pre-1998 black eyed children? Alright, for another example, we're gonna to go to France, a town I'm not sure how to pronounce. Uh, it's it's spelled A-I-S-N-E. A A Asni Asni? I believe it's pronounced ho he ho ho. Perfect. <laughs> The year is 1974. But when you smoke it, you have a, your hand back and pulling a cigarette. As me. As me. Somehow out of nowhere, a you really Ameri- long cigarette yeah. holder just appeared in John's it's hand. It's pronounced as me, you American pig dog. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Why are you wearing a beret all this time? <laughs> Rusty? That's not your name. The French, the only group of people that can say thank you and fuck you at the same time. Right. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> According to an early witness report from the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, better known as NICAP for our longtime <laughs> listeners, two men only known as Elaine and Patrick They sound like bad asses. were making a leisurely drive through a small village enjoying the autumn weather. Brent and I do that all the time. This sounds like a fucking French story. Elaine and Patrick leisurely drive. I can't do voices, so here I got an actual I can do French. Hey! <laughs> well, no, that's New York. Come on, Oh, man. Hey, you should take your beret out of your eyes and look at these fucking leaves. <laughs> oh, the breeze melting everywhere. <laughs> Good thing I got a baguette, eh? <laughs> so we've established they're wearing berets, eating brie on a baguette, and they noticed something near the last house in the village that made them stop. There in the courtyard of the house were five small figures. Three of them stood in the background, huddled together. Another was tracing his hands along the home. Hey, Patrick, slow down the Fiat. I think I saw something. Huh? What's that over there? The last figure stood facing Patrick and Elaine. Elaine rolled down his passenger side window to get a better look. What, because the glass is, is opaque? What the fuck? It's, mm-hmm. it's in France, so everything's dirty. So you just know. It's wrong. It's so wrong. He reports that his blood ran... Hey, listen, we only have like one or two listeners in France, so we'll be fine. Bad. <laughs> Good point. Well, let's hope no one's in Quebec, because they won't know what to do. Yeah, they'll be confused. <laughs> he reports that his blood ran cold when faced with that being. They had earthly yellow skin, long hair that fell down to their backs and to their waist. Their noses were compressed inwards, and their eyes were described as enormous, solid black Hemispheres, the size of billiard balls. What the fuck does noses compressed inward mean? I just like thought they that's were, what French, like, 
they started boxing at that young of an age. Like that's the only thing that comes to mind is like that boxer nose. You know? I just thought that's what French kids looked like. I, I have no idea. <laughs> it makes me think of a pig nose or something. Yeah. Well, that's up. I think of. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't true, know. Yes. Oh. Like, what is it? Like Owen Wilson's just mangled crooked, nose? Is that what oh. they mean? Is Owen Wilson French? I don't know. Is there a weird charm to him? <laughs> That's what I've heard people say. As a child, was he living in France with black eyes? They then got the famous sense of dread and hightailed it out of there. Eight months later, an investigator finally made it to the scene. I have no idea what would take an investigator that long, but eight right. months later... French countryside is hard to navigate. <laughs> well, you get stopped by all those wineries yep. and cheese shops. I mean, it'd probably take me a while, too. Castles. Well, 1974, so... That's true. <laughs> Cars, cars didn't go as fast. Well, they were they were foot pedal foot powered over there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the Flintstones were French as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, wee wee. Right. Oui, oui. Uh, so the investigator finally made it there, and he spoke with nearby residents. He found a neighbor who had noticed the same beans on the road in front of the home. He reported that he thought, the resident, I mean, uh, saw children dressed in a yellow oilcloth. And I have no idea what an oilcloth is, but that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. The end. Thank God. Uh, so, the end, I believe, is how it's pronounced. <laughs> so, I mean, I think... Oh, I thought you had some. Oh, fiend. Fiend. <laughs> so I, I, I think, you know, point proven, uh, obviously they exist if you just read mm-hmm. the story. So, even further back than that, we go to the 50s and we look at the story of Harold. Harold was 16 when this happened. He was walking from his house to a friend's house. And as he made his way down the dirt road leading to the entrance to his friend's house, he noticed a small figure leaning against the post in front of the house. And he says that as he approached, he noticed that it was a boy. Being a small town... (laughs) John, stop doing your Jared Fogel impression. (laughs) And this is true coming from where I'm from. Being a small town, everyone knows everyone. So Harold's like, who the fuck is this kid just just chilling out here in the middle of nowhere? I don't know him. So he immediately starts talking to this kid. Must be French. Yeah, right? (laughs) He immediately starts talking to this kid, gets no response. So they asked if the boy was all right, and after a moment, the boy replied, I want to go to your house. Take me to your house. And he said, a chill rushed through Harold. And he didn't know how to respond. It was at that moment that the boy looked up at him and he saw this solid black pair of eyes looking back at him. And a sense of desperate assertiveness was in the boy. Whatever that means, he said it was desperate assertiveness. And that's when he started whitewashing the boy's fence. Because frankly, this sounds exactly like the part of Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> when he tricks the kid into whitewashing You want to have some fun? <laughs> So Harold fell glued to the ground and terrified. He looked up the road, planning to run, when the boy immediately shot back, No, don't you run away from me. You're going to walk me to your house. I was now feeling threatened, and he makes a run for it, sprinting up the road. So he said he was too scared to look back, and all he heard was a screaming wail, like you hear from like a bobcat. No conspiracy bobcat. <laughs> Not that kind of bobcat. Unbelievable, dude. That's, that's so good. That's good. Can we get a real bobcat, please? What the fuck do I know one from the other? I sleep in a basement. <laughs> so he's like, was that a child? Was that... A wail of anger for not listening to this dude. He wasn't about to stick around and find out, so Harold ran home, and he's struggling to speak, and he finally explained what he'd seen to his father, and his father grabbed a shotgun, as you do, 
and headed down the road in search of this boy. Well, that kid was and, on his lawn, let's face yeah, it. Get like, off my lawn! Yes, you're way too close <laughs> well, to my and lawn! The, and the father came back with John Goforth, and this is how Brent and John met and became <laughs> best friends. <laughs> and with some eye drops in about six months, we cleared his eyes right up. <laughs> He'd been given his, he'd been given the the local horse butterfly kisses, and he had really bad pink eye, and it turned black. <laughs> Alternative facts. <laughs> the horse's ass, ass. That's how, that's how you get pink eye, right? Poop particles in the eye. Yep, poop particles. <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches. So there's no signs of this kid, and the family was left wondering just what exactly had Harold. Who had been off by himself, and no chance he was crying wolf had actually seen. And so his mother, fearing that it had literally been the devil in disguise. Mm-hmm. I'm Brian Fellows! <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do when your your kids say he saw a little boy who might have been the devil? You take him at his word, you take him to the local clergy, that's what you do. They had him blessed, and with that, the encounter with the stream boy on the fence came with no answers to any questions or anything other than the account of a 16-year-old boy. This whole fucking thing. So there's a couple examples of it. Now we go to people that have researched this. This guy is a paranormal researcher named David Weatherly, and he wrote a book called interestingly enough, black-eyed children. And he says, while their origin is up for debate, all these stories seem to have some things in common. There's a lot to indicate these kids may be omens of ill fortune or perhaps warnings of coming difficulties. Those who have reported intense and fearful encounters often say the prayer and spiritual protections are what they believe save them from worse consequences. Reports have come from every religion and every walk of life imaginable. What's that mean? It means we got a whole fuck ton of questions because this doesn't make any... All we've seen is some poor children needing help and people going, I'm scared shitless of you. Cheesing. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did David Weatherly ever say anything about what the children came to do? Like, perhaps... Robot. I want to give that one to you, Conspiracy Bot, because it was overdue. I like it. Or did they come to chew bubblegum? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Don't encourage him. Yeah. (laughs) So I got questions. I I hope to God you guys do. Play it again. Okay. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. If you can fucking conspiracy about it, if you're going to do it, at least do it in time. Don't wait. It's not even fun. Um, (laughs) I mean, it could be the rest of the show and it'd be your highest rated episode. (laughs) Sing of the day. Questions. Let's get into questions. Yes, let's. Why do you guys think they need permission? They're vampires. Okay, that's what makes sense. Simple. They've been seen in the daytime. You know? Haven't you seen Blade? 
Twilight. So there's they're old there's, an, there's right? an enormous book of All right, evidence. So that's why they're so pale. They got sunscreen on. So if you want to take the the spiritual route through, like they're they're spiritual in some way. When they say "let us come in," maybe they don't mean "let us get into the car," "let us come into your home," "let us come into your soul," your life, mm. your mind, your world. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, the, one of the things reputed about encounters with black-eyed children is that there are no reports of encounters where they actually let them in, leading you to believe that the people who did let them in either or, A, didn't report it, or B, are dead. So if they didn't report it, perhaps these wayward spirits say, let me in. I say, okay. All of a sudden, they take over my fucking body, and John's soul is gone, but... <laughs> I hate to do this on your very own show, John, but no, you don't. And that's why you're not welcome back. Uh, well, at least until uh, Brent gets poisoned by Seabot again, and they gotta have you come back. I'm and- ru- I don't have an appendix. I just have my gallbladder. I'm running out of shit. They can just remove. Now I plead the fifth. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I mean, well, actually, that's why. That's why there's one thing left that can be removed: your soul. Which is why I, the Black Eyed Children will be at your house tomorrow. Uh, I really like co-hosting with John. Brent does not have a soul. If these Black Eyed Children have Girl Scout cookies. They can come in. <laughs> as long as they accept a check. No, you shouldn't, when you you shouldn't send that. Wouldn't you say in Brent's case that it would be less a stealing of the soul, but more a repo? Uh, what's going to be amazing is when they find out there is no soul. How many black-eyed kids do you think went to Jared Fogel's house? And he's like, come on in! That's why, that's why they, when they went in, there's all those scratch marks on the wall. Well, so there used to be... <laughs> There used to be thousands. Now there's only two or five by various accounts post Jared Fogel. <laughs> We're live at Jared Fogel's house as the camera enters in for the first time since his arrest. Let's listen in. Let us in. <laughs> Let us out. First time ever, the oh. demons are begging for help from humans. <laughs> I, I actually have read an account, John, of a person who claims that her husband allowed the black-eyed children in. And apparently, according to this account, the husband within a month was diagnosed with skin cancer, I'm not trying to knock any kind of cancer, but a little bit of a strange form of cancer for you to receive from being in the presence of the black eyed children. It's topical, though. It's topical. It is topical, and that's a good point. That is a good point. But strangely treatable. Like, maybe this one isn't. Well, it can be, but it depends. Skin cancer is also a big killer, because a lot of times it's not seen, and it goes right into your lymph nodes. Well, then maybe it's not skin cancer at all. It's black eyed children. Here's my issue with this story. So you got your black eyes, pale or yellow skin, no blemishes. It's like they're these fucking MIBs from our old Men in Black episode. Like, they have almost what looks like a mask, and one of them's got, like, the red lipstick on. Their clothes are dull. They're old-fashioned. They're loose-fitting. They keep their heads down to, to, to hide their face. Who's outfitting these little... Ba- like, the devil needs... Some sort of... A stylist? Yes! Like, Here's my guess. Like, what... A- this is why the devil took Prince. 
He's there to help the black-eyed children with their raspberry berets and... Now, also questionable is why the devil would choose to bring Prince when clearly he's buying his clothing from a second-hand store. <laughs> you could have gone better, but, you know, it's uh, steps. Brent, steps. Now, uh, on talking about, you know, the MIBs, if I'm not mistaken, that story, the kids were let in because their parents were coming to pick them up, and two men, two tall, slender men in suits... What that one was, might be calling men, men in black, black came to pick them up. I'm just saying, That's like, true. If, if you are, let's just go around this thing where you, you said, like, the men in black games, so let's say they're not vampires, let's say they're aliens. What aliens with advanced technology have better, you know, grasp on you, on American or French customs and not be so fucking spooky? Like, Look at them straight in the eye and make them feel awkward. They'll have to give you help. Like, no, I don't. I have to give you help. That's how Brent tried to get laid in college. Exactly. (laughs) I will not try to, Brett, I will not attempt to answer that question in kind that it's aliens because one thing I've read from always an anonymous source, of course, is that they are servants of the reptilians who literally exist to steal the souls of those the reptilians believe are a threat to them. You're getting ahead of yourself. That, that's an interdimensional being. That is not an alien. It's an interdimensional well, being. I just said the I disagree with Brent that it's an alien. an alien. Well, no, reptilians are the original Earth-bound Repti- inhabitants. Reptilians and Venezuelans. And by the there's, way, there's I than- also heard the Black Eyed Children are going to pay to build the wall. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> you know how? Grab him by the pussy. That's right. <laughs> All right. Also, another question I have, and I guess maybe we kind of alluded to it, is why do they never ring doorbells? They always knock, it said. Probably because the fucking doorbells don't work with electronics, that bullshit. You said those one people let them in? Yeah. What yeah. happened? That's like one example of people let them in, like... What, you, I think we're talking, probably talking survivors. about the same thing, right? Like, you read that, too? Yeah. Like, the guy yeah. had cancer? like later, yeah. Which, by the way, like, if you're some kind of strange black-eyed being, like, why are you killing people with cancer? That takes a long time. Like, you Reptile can't... Wins. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to the reptilians, yeah. Everything goes back <laughs> to the reptilians. <laughs> it does. Another thing that they talk about this is when you don't let them in, like, you turn your back and you look back up, they're gone. Like, they vanished. And also, the other thing was, a lot of times there's one or two of them, and then you, or there's one, and then you turn your back, you look back, and there's two or three of them. Like, they, they, they pop in and out. <laughs> they fucking multiply like ducks. And gremlins. Joe, and, and I, I believe you were talking about this earlier, like, don't talk about them. That'll attract them. A lot of people say that. It's like hoodoo or voodoo. If you believe in them, that's when they come for you. And if you don't believe in them, well, then they're never going to come. It actually kind of reminds me of college, of not wanting to hang out with neither John nor you, Brent. And yet, if I turn my back on John, then you were there, and suddenly you were all hanging out with us. It's like a whole ordeal, right? Of course, she turned her back, and his pants came down, so... So that brings us to this... Who could it be, John? Who can it be now? John, give us some examples of who this might be. Well, it could be ghosts. 
we mentioned before, the tormented spirits of dead children. That's an easy go-to. As opposed to the happy-go-lucky spirits of dead children <laughs> that, that usually float around the ether. Let's go play on the swing! <laughs> it could be demons. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know that they are they are walking around trying to fuck up our daily lives. Perhaps mm-hmm. they also take human form mm-hmm. and have black eyes. That's true. It could be the aforementioned interdimensional beings. Reptile win. These actually might be from the upper <laughs> fourth, fourth dimension, dimension, not the lower. The, the upper level well, of the fourth dimension. Well, they mean, hell, dimension. they could have been the fifth. Of the, the hills if, of the other dimension. What if you found out this is what the reptilians are actually scared of? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's not Trump? <laughs> grab them grab by their flactoid. <laughs> I don't know what a reptilian has. I don't know. So, uh, uh, along the lines of reptilians, it also could be aliens. E.T. could be putting on a skin suit. That's So, imagine imagine the short grays, right? They're three to four foot tall. They've got the big, huge black eyes. They throw a skin suit on top of that. You can still see their eyes, kind of like when you, Joe, dressed up like Shiro when you were mm-hmm. little and you had the mask on. You can still see your eyes. Dude, uh, The Secret of the Sword, one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, the She-Ra fe- uh, feature length. With uh, He-Man. Length. And with, you should definitely will want to intersperse in, the She-Ra He-Man music video where they sang, I have the power. No, I'm good. <laughs> it was so bad, Conspiracy Bot won't put it in. Wow. So good. <laughs> so amazing. Wait, uh, you did say skin suit. Not, right. Not so flute. It's, oh, okay. Scoot. <laughs> Scoot. Not flute. <laughs> so, it also could be a hybrid. Perhaps a human-alien hybrid. We mentioned the short grays before. If the short gray breeded with a, a human... A little bit of me and a whole lot of you. <laughs> and a dash of, of Gleebok <laughs> and a... Dozen roses too. Dude, that's our word. <laughs> and that's a recipe for making black-eyed children. <laughs> no, perfect. It's not that good. I, I, I'm trying to encourage him. He's at least keeping up with the conversation today. Another possibility: it could be a gin. Now, if you don't know what a gin is, we're probably going to do a, a show on it at a later date. But uh, for now, it mixes well with tonic, right? <laughs> it's the origin. No, it's Closing time. No, I would drink. Don't ice throw that in. That's just me. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, so a gin is the origin of where our genies come from, but they weren't the blue-skinned goofs. They were supernatural beings created from a smokeless and scorching fire in the Quran and other Islamic texts. While the jinn can be good, evil, or neutrally benevolent, I feel like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a 20. You're fucked. <laughs> many were considered to be wicked spirits. I don't know. Like, they always say, you know, if you got a genie in the bottle, you just got to rub it, it the, the right way. way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a wise person said that. Now, the only the only reference to jinn that I could find is this fucking David Weatherly. I kind of feel like to write that book and have enough chapters, he just started pulling out other shit. Uh, Yeah, it could be an Islamic jinn. That's what it could be. The ancient Chinese danger noodles. (laughs) They they might be them. They're just making shit (laughs) up. By the way, have you guys ever noticed that, like, the vast majority, and I'm talking about all but, like, maybe a couple ever, of spirits are are evil? Like, why why aren't any spirits around, like, trying to be nice? 
This like, is Sebastian, the ghost, and he <laughs> likes to find your car keys when you block yeah! them. Where's that spirit? Excuse He's me. the ghost of anti Like, they don't all have to be doing the greatest good. Like, Excuse they, me. Excuse me. Have you not seen the Patrick Swayze vehicle ghost? <laughs> well, yeah, all he does is make some sweet pottery, which that I, doesn't even... I think you left the garage door open. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. On the, on the flip side, making pottery is the best you can do if you're not doing mischief. <laughs> All right, the the last thing it, it could possibly be uh, from our exhaustive research on the first page of Google, vampires. We mentioned that before. Who else can't let you in without an invite? Vampires. <laughs> That's enough proof right there. I can't believe we missed these on our vampires episode. Or mm. did we? Better go back and listen. Better go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what, Phil? What's your theory? Like, what do you think these... Fine young people are almost a little bastards again. <laughs> little bastards. Yeah, little, little bastards. They also drink lil hugs, which is <laughs> one of the ways to make sure you always are ready to keep them at bay. <laughs> little little bastard. Lil hugs in your little fridge. Little bastard. Remember those with the foil top? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't really know. I mean, there's there's things that kind of lend to one thing or another. I mean, you got the you got to be invited in. That sounds vampire to me. That, you know, no, they, that's called. Decency, common decency. <laughs> That's true. They never did not. No, all right. No. Well, no, they they try to they insist. You know, they they take it to the next step. You also got you know we haven't really touched on hypnotism. You know, uh, hypnotism is kind of a part of it. And that's why you don't see the eyes at first. Well, and also those people said in some of those stories, like you're saying, they said that they felt compelled. To, my hand was reaching for the yeah. lock and yeah. things like that. Mr. Bethel himself, the journalist. Yeah, that's right, the journalist. So, you know, I don't know, I guess I gotta lean towards, uh, vampires. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> Mr. Peck? I saw a documentary recently called X-Men The Last Stand, <laughs> and in it, we were introduced to the concept that a human being can be taken over by a spirit called the Dark Phoenix, and if I remember correctly, the woman whose name was Jean Grey, her eyes turned black. My guess mm. is this is the Dark Phoenix at work. <laughs> and my second guess is we're only calling it Dark Phoenix for one of two reasons. Misunderstanding or the darkness of the eyes. Either way, I welcome this being. <laughs> I want to meet you. If any of you are listening to me, black-eyed children, come to my home. <laughs> Conspiracy bot, can we have some Captain Picard talking to Jean Grey? No, but this is close enough for your ass. T.L. Grey, hot. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, any chance I get to put Patrick Stewart in the show, it will happen. While we got you on the hook here, what do you think, Conspiracy bot? I don't get this concept of kids. What the hell is a child? Oh, shit. In his entire time, we've actually never shown him an actual human child. <laughs> I did. Oh, I did. You know what? We're going to keep it at that because I don't think he really needs to know about children. <laughs> I mean, he's he's already fucked up enough. Should I Google pictures of children? No. 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 Wait, John. Are you sure you don't want your child to be the first that the conspiracy? <laughs> I guess that's what we're going to talk about. Is, it is a mini meat sack, you might say. Gross. Fucking figures. I did think it's weird though because that's true. He doesn't understand what children is, but he is going to function as your midwife. So. <laughs> <laughs> and also, John, will he hate the child because it's 
part of you, or will he love it because someday it's going to usurp you? Well, he's going he's going to attempt to do uh, what's the movie where there's a person where they start to get all the robot pieces put on them. That's an old Superman 80s. 3? Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> that was way too excited for Superman 3. Well, it, it's kind of like Superman 3, right? The, so he, he thinks that I'm going to bring the kid over you here. You a black guy with a bad yeah, you're, banking scheme? You're giving like, birth listening. to Richard Pryor? Yeah. <laughs> Brewster's millions represent. Um, no, uh, I'm saying that he thinks he's going to get the kid over here and then slowly start to add machine parts to him and turn him into a cyborg. Uh-huh. A little baby, a robo-baby? Yes, robo-baby. Are you going to fight that or are you I'm going gonna to embrace it are you going to embrace it and like slowly calculate your way to outwit conspiracy bot good luck fuck face the only way to beat him is to join him <laughs> yeah well why don't you join in on the conversation john let us know what you're thinking <laughs> dynamic transition you like friends. that thank those, you those it's called a segue those broadcast classes are really paying off <laughs> <laughs> you sound a little less like an <laughs> fm dj now who knew you could get it through correspondence school? Thank you, Sally Struthers. <laughs> or or a weekend cruise. <laughs> the University of Phoenix is a dynamic learning center. It's I'll all you know. it all takes place in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, my opinion. My opinion is this is all bullshit. This is no. Uh, you're going back to skeptical, John. Uh, this is this is folks taking one story that a dude who is trying to get himself some uh, some articles published in really bad publications wrote on the internet in 1998, and they're just propagating it. This David Weatherly guy actually sold a fucking book deal off of it. Off of it. Well, they fucking like Slender Man. People have killed Slender Man. Was a made up. Story. Well, that's a perfect. That's a perfect yeah. example because this is creepy pasta. Well, that's, that's also a is. great example of this one. This guy Bethel. He sucks. He couldn't oh, he even. Does. He couldn't even get kids to kill each other over his story. <laughs> like I know that I use that as the sounding board to see how I'm doing in life. Like, hey, how'd you do at work today? No kids killed themselves. Oh no, but sorry. Tomorrow. Yeah, his wife left him. She's like, you suck. I got a guy over here, a Slender Man. How was your day, honey? <laughs> No kids kill themselves. <laughs> Monday's ride. <laughs> this this dude is very much like George Sukulos. Only Sukulos is tremendously more successful. I was gonna say Sukulos got on TV. This guy oh, yeah, literally no, tremendously. He hasn't gotten out of, out of Abilene. <laughs> and I have no idea what this guy's quaff of hair looks like. Sukulos's haunts my dream. If you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two. John, even you got from Garbondale to Chicago. We have no evidence this guy's left Abilene. <laughs> Was it aliens? Bitch, it might be. <laughs> Speaking of, Brent, what do you think? I'm going to lay some truth on you guys. Uh-oh. Minus the fucking one story of some guy who may or may not have seen a black-eyed kid and then developed cancer, there are no other reports of mm. what these kids in recent times actually do because no one's come forward and said, oh, I let him in. This happened. Everyone's He's done awful thing. things to people, and he'll do awful things to you. Everyone sees these kids and cheeses it. They get out of there. Here's the truth. Actual children... Every day in America and around the world, 
hurt people. Be it, <laughs> be it from crime, karate, bullying, things like that. There are constantly children. You got bullied by children last week, didn't you, John? Well, he's got to walk by the park on his way home, and they usually beat the shit out of him. That's why I said karate. (laughs) Kids are dirty. They smell bad. They never take care of the way they look. What do you have in these these black-eyed kids? They're dirty. They're loose-fitting clothes. Their eyes, maybe they're just really fucking dirty. You don't know what fucking kids are putting yeah. in their mouths, and let alone their eyes. They won't even hunt Phil's house. That's true. So there's There's no sense of space or being creepy to get right up on you. <laughs> moral of the story is fucking take out the black-eyed kids. The moral of the story is don't fucking trust kids. Don't look at them. Don't talk to them. Don't let them in your house. Don't let them in your car. Don't even have them. John Orphanet. <laughs> I just think you'd do better in life if you avoid kids at all costs. Black eyes, white eyes, blue eyes, green eyes, no eyes. That's a whole nother fucking... The, the no-eyed kids of... So ten years town. from now, when my future Rugrat is listening to this, <laughs> Uncle Brent, why did you say that? Listen, you little prick. Look at, look at me. Look at me, pupils. <laughs> That's when Brent's going to go, Hey, kid, you listened? You want a black guy? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> go get Uncle Brent a Bud Light. Maybe you don't get another black guy. How's that sound? We've done a very poor job of describing black guy. I mean, an excellent job of describing What podcast were you listening to? Black Eyed Kids to you. What are your guys' thoughts? John, how can they let us know what their thoughts are? Well, I think the easiest way would be to, as they listen right now. Well, the easiest way is to let the black eyed kids in. <laughs> or they could just hop on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Get in Hysteria Nation right now. Tell us what you think. Deep. And make sure and tell Brent how stupid his opinion was. No, they're not going to because they're parents and they go, that bastard's got a point. Like, as, as as someone's screaming, some kid has probably just stuck their hand in their diaper and smeared shit all over <laughs> something that they love and paid for with their own money. He or she's like, God, I wish a black-eyed child would take my soul. This one's done a pretty good job in and of itself. First, they're like, man, that is a big shit. You know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> Thank you, Travis Walton. <laughs> he makes appearances on shows. Thank you, Conspiracy Bot. Word. I also want to say a big thank you to some of the members of Hysteria Nation that have been doing a dynamic amount of contributing. Yeah, it's kind of blown up in the last few weeks compared to where it was. I'm very happy with it. Absolutely. So folks like Tazzy Gal. Weird. David Payton. Odd. Denny Kish. Unusual. Brandon Turknet. Unusually odd. David Williams. Weirdly unusual. And the host of a really, really good podcast that we like, Travel oddities, Mr. Harley Covington. I'd fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, watch out, my friend. Watch out. Again. Also, for your tuning in pleasure, make sure and check out the podcast, The Twisted Ten. These guys do a unique top ten each week. It's really fun stuff. They've done the top ten celebrity appearances on Law & Order or the the top ten twisted Disney theme park deaths. Anyway, uh, they'll have guests a lot of the time, and they've had folks like Kevin Allison, if you remember The State. I fucking love The State. Yeah, Kevin Allison. uh, He also has a podcast right now called Risk. It's really good. Uh, They've also had comedian Dan Cummins. Anyway, guess what, kids? 
They are gonna have Hysteria 51 on the show. Conspiracy Bot, what's the date on that? Now, go check it out. Any mm. Disney theme park deaths involving black-eyed children? We will talk about it on the show. Make sure and check out that episode and, and maybe even subscribe to that show. One more thing. Next time you're on the old Apple Podcast oh, app. Oh, Apple Podcast. I fucking hate that new name. I'm sorry. Or iTunes, if you will. I'm an old schooler. We made it. We're called iTunes Podcast. <laughs> Do us a favor and leave a rating and a review. That part hasn't changed. We still need those. It really does help the show. It helps people discover us, and it helps grow Hysteria Nation. We ask, hop on there and give us a review, give us a rating. has to be five stars, but you can say whatever you want. That's the law of the land. The law of the land. Phil, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. We enjoyed having you here. Your sort of. Sultry, sultry tones. That was a good time. Thanks for having me. If there's anything that frustrates me... <laughs> It's when John acts like he doesn't want me on the show. <laughs> He's just trying to shut you up with music. That, that, that's all that that's was. All that was. He just doesn't want you to talk <laughs> anymore. Understood. <laughs> Phil, actually, the most disturbing part of this entire process, Phil shows up to do the recording. He goes, hey, I couldn't believe I was so happy that you guys wanted to have me on the Black Eyed Children episode. Which is a I weird thing to say to begin with. Truth. He goes, I brought a picture that I have hanging in my house. He literally has like a 17 by 11 picture <laughs> of a black eyed kid in black and white. This kid is dressed in a suit that hangs in his house. And he's like, I just, he actually goes, I'm not giving this to you. I just want you to see it because uh, this is something that hangs in my house. The most cool yet disturbing thing I've seen in a while. And I've seen John go forth naked. <laughs> I don't think. It's I mean, I haven't really seen it, but I've sketched what I assume it looks like, and it's not good. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> That's the third most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Uh, the second is definitely the fact that, like, Phil thought you wanted that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? That's not for you. That is not for you. You cannot <laughs> have mine. Uh, the first those. most disturbing thing I've seen was John slithering in behind the scene very quietly attempting to take the picture because <laughs> Phil miscalculated who was going to want it. Was he slithering in like some sort of reptilian? Well, Reptile wins. All right, everyone. That's been our Black Eyed Children episode. With that said... I've been Brent. I've been John. I've been Joe. I've been Philip. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.